Welcome to In-Depth, a podcast in which we take a deep dive into some of the San Antonio Express News' biggest stories. Uh, My name is Greg Jefferson. I'm the Metro Editor. And uh, one of the biggest stories we've been covering lately is the shooting of 17-year-old Eric Cantu by an SAPD uh, police officer. Uh, Michelle Del Rey, you are our new police reporter. You've been with us since August, and this has been a major story from you. You've done some really good work since the shooting, uh, but let's step back a little bit and find out more about you. Like You're new to San Antonio. Where are you from? I'm from Long Beach, California originally. That's a long way. That's a long way. It is a long way. It's very far. Um I started with uh, Hearst Newspapers last year. In 2021, I uh, became a Hearst Fellow. So I spent the last year working in Albany, New York at the Times Union, covering state government and politics. And this year, I transferred over to the San Antonio Express News, where I started covering breaking news and crime in August. Yeah, and it's gotten really intense for you uh, in a very short period of time. So uh, I want you to kind of set the scene for us, um, the shooting of Eric Antu. What what happened, where, and and when? Right. So on October 2nd, around 10.30 at night, 10.30 p.m., James Brennan arrived to a McDonald's on the north side. He was responding to an incident that happened um, or appeared to happen inside of the fast food restaurant. As he was walking inside, he spotted Eric Cantu's vehicle in the parking lot. And he claims that, you know, that car had evaded him the night before and he believed that it had been stolen. So he calls her back up, doesn't wait for it, and decides to approach the vehicle pretty aggressively. So he walks over, opens Eric's side door, and demands that the teenager step out of the vehicle. Eric, looking pretty startled, puts the car in reverse and tries to get out of the situation um, by backing up the car and speeding away. As he's doing that, Brennan reaches into the car to try and grab him, uh, misses, and as Eric continues to, you know, leave the situation, Brennan fires five shots at the car, most of which uh, hit Eric in the liver, stomach, diaphragm, and arms. The door closes, teenager speeds away, and Brennan continues to fire five more shots at the vehicle um, and chases it for about a block, if not more, um, to where he, you know, starts performing uh, life-saving measures on Eric Cantu. And from there, he was taken to University Hospital. There was a female passenger in the car as well, uh, but she was uninjured. Okay. Now, do we know, did um, did Brennan claim that his life was in danger as justification for the shooting? I mean, that, that he felt like that that uh, Eric Kentu was going to back up into him or hit his car. How did that? How did that play out? He originally said that he started firing because the car hit him. Mm-hmm. Um, but after looking at the footage, that doesn't appear to have happened. And if it did, it was most likely a slight touch or graze, right. um, but not in the aggressive sense that he kind of made it out to be. Right. Right. So. Uh, I should I should note that the footage we're referring to is body cam uh, footage from Officer Brennan, and it was really pretty quickly. It was seems like the day, just a day or two after the shooting, and it seems to have gotten all over the place. I mean, I, I think this is a pretty widely viewed video. Do we have any idea how far it's reached? 
Well, I mean, this is a nationally covered story. Um, you know, it's been reported by uh, New York Times, CNN, but on YouTube, it's gotten almost 400,000 views uh, from the San Antonio Police Department YouTube account, uh, which is how they uploaded the footage. Right, right. Now, uh, let, let's take a look at Eric Kentu. What, what do we know about him? So he's from San Antonio. Both his parents, um, we believe, are from the area as well. He grew up here, but for a period of time in high school, went to live with his mom in Dallas, where she was based um, for a position. Um, and while he was there, he went to high school, got his GED, graduated early at 16, and then moved back to San Antonio shortly after. I originally interviewed his best friend, George Ramos, shortly after the shooting happened. And he told me that Eric is, you know, the class clown, always trying to get everyone to you know, smile, laugh, um, and just a really great person to be around. They've been friends since they were about nine or 10. And it's reported that he lived with his family for a period of time um, during his childhood. And Ever since he moved back, you know, they've been hanging out, um, doing their normal thing, skateboarding, rollerblading. So it just sounds like kind of a normal kid. Yeah. Right. Uh, what what condition is, is he in? I mean, do we know? Last that we heard, he was uh, still in critical condition, although making some progress. Uh, his dad posted a statement on Facebook earlier this week stating that, you know, he was doing better, but, you know, not recovering at the rate that they obviously would like him to be. Now, how about the uh, the police officer or former police officer, James Brennan? What do we know about him? There's a lot that we still don't know about James Brennan. It's reported that he served in the Army as a military dog handler uh, and then shortly after attended police academy here in San Antonio. He graduated in 2001, started serving on the force shortly after He'd been a police officer for just seven months before the shooting occurred. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's no longer in the force. Tell us what happened. So shortly after the incident, about two to three days later, uh, SAPD announced that they were terminating him. It, Willie McManus, the police chief here, had said that, you know, once he arrived to the scene, it was pretty obvious that a lot had gone wrong. He said that he took issue with the way that the car had been shot at, uh, which in itself is against SAPD procedure unless the officer's life or the life of another is in danger. So it appeared to be a pretty straightforward decision. And then about a week later, Brennan was charged with two felony counts of aggravated assault by a public servant. Okay, yeah. And he was eventually released on a $200,000 bond. Do we know what's next in his criminal case or are we just kind of in a holding pattern? Well, we know that the pre-hearing um, for Brennan is set on November 23rd, but it's not clear if he has a legal representation yet. We do know that the Cantu family has hired uh, Ben Crump, who is kind of a renowned civil rights attorney. Uh, he had worked on uh, behalf of the George Floyd family in Minneapolis and uh, is highly regarded. Uh, what, is, what does that tell you? I mean, does that is that a pretty clear indication to you that a civil uh, civil lawsuit is, is in the works? Is he just acting as a spokesperson? What's his role? So Brian Powers, a criminal defense attorney that had been representing Eric, uh, said that Ben Crump was hired for that exact reason in case any civil lawsuit were to come forward. Um, so it, the decision in itself seems to be pretty indicative that, you know, 
we can be expecting a lawsuit against San Antonio Police Department sometime soon, although that has not been confirmed and the family hasn't spoken out about it. Now, uh, I think it's worth pointing out. So uh, Brennan was only seven months on the force. So he had a one-year probationary period. And he fell short of that. Uh, so he doesn't have he doesn't appear to have uh, police union protection. As we know, it's it's difficult to fire San Antonio police officers who are who are uh, covered by by the union. Uh, but that's not the case with Brennan, correct? Yeah, he can't even appeal his termination um, because of the probationary status. Earlier this week, uh, we published a really good story of yours in which you simply went around to several experts who had seen the video. As you know, as I said, this is this video has gotten around, uh, particularly in law enforcement uh, circles. What uh, what did the experts tell you? What what did they see Brennan doing wrong in the circumstance? So the law enforcement experts that I spoke to, two of which are former police chiefs, said that almost everything Brendan did was wrong, starting for the way, starting with the way that he called her back up, didn't wait for it, um, the way he went up to Cantu's door, didn't identify himself, and you know, more or less put his own life in danger as a result. Yeah. And when he opened the door, I mean, it's my understanding that you can only do that if somebody's life is in danger. And clearly nobody's life was in danger. So that was probably a breach of, was that, was that a violation of SAPD, SAPD procedure or just something cops generally do not do? Something cops generally do not do unless someone's life is at risk. Um, it's a violation of procedure to call for backup and not wait for it um, and to not identify yourself in an encounter. And how about the shooting itself? Um, what um, what did the experts say about particular? And I'm thinking particularly as the car is driving away. I mean, I, I assume uh, there was no justification at all that they could think of for that. For that, no. Okay. And finally, I'm really I'm I'm curious about what readers are making of this story. Like, how are they reacting to it? What are you hearing, both from you know, from readers in email and on social media, like Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, a lot of people are outraged about the situation. And, you know, everybody wants to know if Eric Cantu is going to leave the hospital and they're just waiting to see if he does. And how do they feel about Brennan? I mean, do they want to see him um, prosecuted? Does he have any defenders? Not that I have seen. Um and for the most part, a lot of people are wondering why he wasn't charged with something more serious, um, especially attempted murder um, because of the shooting. And, you know, apart from that, people just want to know if Eric is going to survive. I think we will wrap it up there. Uh, Michelle, thank you very much for taking the time. I know you're busy. I know you've got more stories to do, particularly on Gentoo. Uh And thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. And we will catch you the next time. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Sure.